Hear these words from the prophet Jeremiah found in chapter 31, verses 1 through 6. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. The Lord proclaims the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. As Israel searched for a place of rest, the Lord appeared to them from a distance. I have loved you with a love that lasts forever, and so with unfailing love I have drawn you to myself. Again I will build you up, and you will be rebuilt, virgin Israel. Again you will play your tambourines and dance with joy. Again you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. Farmers will plant and then enjoy the harvest. The time will come when the watchmen shout from highlands of Ephraim, Get ready, we're going up to Zion, to the Lord our God. And these words from John 20, uh, verses 1 through 10 and 19 and 20. Early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. Peter and the other disciple left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and was first to the tomb to, the, to arrive to the tomb. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been Jesus on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other cloths, but was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. It was still dark. On the, it was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. May God bless the reading of this word. Well, you're probably kind of surprised by the telling of the prophecy of Jeremiah. But they too were living in tough times. And Jeremiah was a prophet that um, did not really like the other false prophets who were telling them that everything would be fine. Of course, Jeremiah was telling them that someday everything would be fine. And, you know, in Jeremiah, there's this repeated use of the word again. I will build you up again. You will dance again. You will plant vineyards and harvest again. Watchmen will say again, let's go to Zion. You know, I miss the church too. I miss the um, preparation that I probably complain about every year being so busy on Holy Week and then having to hurry up and get Easter uh, preparations done before Easter morning. But I miss it. 
I miss the church. I miss the people sitting in the chairs, the greeting one another. I miss it. And I bet you miss it too. You know, when this started, I really had hopes that we would be worshiping together today. But that's not the way it turned out to be. And quite honestly, it's probably not going to be that for a while. We don't know when, just like the children of Israel didn't know when. But there was a promise of hope. One day, we will worship again in the sanctuary. One day, we will greet one another by shaking hands. One day, we will sing our songs together and we will make a joyful noise unto the Lord. One day, our choir will be all back together. One day, there will be a great celebration at St. Paul's. And we will do all of those things again. But what Jeremiah offers his people, and what I hope I'm offering you, is that word again. Not maybe. It will happen. That is hope and assurance and hope. And, you know, while we're waiting, while we're in that place where we feel that we, we the world is topsy-turvy, we are locked inside our homes, some of us are working as essential workers who put themselves um, out there vulnerable, And then there's those people who don't take this very seriously. Those people that complain all the time that we have to stay inside. Those people who are complaining bother me quite a bit. And I'm sure I complain just as much as anybody else, so I'm not trying to sound like I don't. But the fact of the matter is, is this is our reality for right now. And the more we deny this reality for us, the less we hold on to that hope of again. When we want things now, when we want to do things now in the midst of this turmoil, this is the children of Israel saying, God isn't with us, so let's build a golden calf. This is when we actually do more damage to ourselves and our community than just simply being patient and waiting again with hope. The disciples, interestingly enough, followed Jesus for three years. And as they saw the empty tomb, they scratched their heads and went back to that room with the rest of the disciples and locked the door. While we are uh, sheltering in place or quarantined, as it may be, we feel that we are locked away. And with that locked away comes many emotions. There's an emotion of fear. Fear of ourselves or a loved one contracting this coronavirus. 
fears of people that we know and love dying. Fears that keep us hesitant to fully live into Eastern. Also, there's a false sense of security when we're locked behind these doors. And the fact of the matter is, through it all, Jesus is right there with us. Just like Jesus was for the disciples. Jesus appeared to them. And even though we might have these fears of, of feelings of fear or grief, or uncertainty, or anger, or loss. All of those feelings that would keep us locked up, not just the doors of our homes, but ourselves, our souls, our very insides locked up, wound tight. So much it hurts. That's where the resurrection comes in. Because we may not be in the sanctuary today, but we are Easter people. We may not be standing together singing, Christ the Lord is risen today, but we are Easter people. We may not be celebrating with a brunch of fellowship and watching the children run around collect eggs, but we are Easter people. And as such, we live with the Easter hope wherever we are all the time. There is nothing that can take that hope away from us except for us shoving it away because we're impatient, because we would rather hold on to fear than to hope. I would encourage you in this time to not do that. To hold on to that hope to hold on to that assurance that Christ is risen. And know this, when that day comes, when we can all go back and worship together, when we are gathered together again in our sanctuary that we will never take for granted again, we are going to celebrate Easter, whether that's in May or June or God, I hope not July, but wherever, whenever that is, we will have our Easter Sunday complete with a brunch and an egg hunt and an Easter service. So as we look forward to that, we will have that again. Unlock your hearts and live in peace with one another. Amen. Hear these words of benediction. Go into this day knowing that there are no doors locked so tightly Jesus cannot enter. May the resurrected Christ unlock hope in your life today. Amen.